This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hello and welcome to our Squiz the Election series, your shortcut to the 2022 federal election. The 2022 election campaign has been a curious one. The coverage, including with us here at The Squiz, has focused a lot on the major party leaders and their chances of steering their teams to victory. There's also been a lot about the minor parties and independent candidates, particularly the teal ones. What there hasn't been a lot of is discussion about the policy proposals that have been put up for the next three years and beyond. So we're going to get a taste of that now. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. Unveiling policy platforms is usually a feature of an election campaign. It is meant to be a contest of ideas after all. But there hasn't been that much of a policy focus this time around, and there's a few reasons for that. The pandemic means that the nation is in a very different position than what was expected. So let's start with taking a look at how our economic situation is shaping things. Our economy is going pretty well, given everything that's been thrown at it in the last two and a half years. But there is a delicate balancing act uh, that those who want to lead the country forward have to consider. Uh, One issue is we're back to pre-pandemic levels of economic output uh, and growth and employment levels are healthy. Uh, But there's a need to keep the wheels turning and to get things going even further. And government spending is a big factor in all of that. And we have racked up a lot of national debt in the process of keeping the show on the road in this pandemic. So there are competing needs to pay that down, along with keeping the economic fires burning. Yeah, and that is the rub. Uh, So in this election, there's not been a lot of talk from the major parties about reining things in for the coalition. It's new territory for them because usually they campaign hard on delivering budget surpluses and fiscal restraint. They haven't done that this time around because that's not really the stage of the recovery that we're in. So where we land is that while the parties, big and small, have been announcing policies and making funding commitments, the big theme has been about who's best place to manage the times. And that's why there's been that focus on the leaders and their attributes. Uh, Where we started this campaign was voters wanting to know a lot more about Anthony Albanese as a person. Uh, That's what the Google Trends data shows. And for Morrison, there's been that focus on his popularity within the electorate uh, and whether his management style is what the nation wants as we move on from COVID. And we know that's biting given Morrison's concession that he can be, in his words, a bit of a bulldozer. And he said he can change now that we're not in a pandemic crisis. So, Claire, to round that out, it's also fair to say that policies to manage the economy have been front and centre in this campaign. Yeah, and we might not have even really known that as we were going Mm. through it, but it has been the biggest policy debate of the campaign. And if you think back over the days that have been spent discussing unemployment, interest rates, inflation, wages, growth, productivity, that's what that's been all about. 
Everyone's on a unity ticket there. We want manageable rates of inflation and wages growth, but there's not been a lot of detail from either side about exactly how that will be tackled directly. No, but there are policies that impact cost of living pressures, whether that's electricity prices or fuel security, uh, childcare costs, supporting small businesses. So lots of things like that. But on wages growth, there's talk of lifting productivity, which is the main way that all of those businesses will be able to afford to pay their workers more. So it's kind of wheels within wheels. The quantum of the party's policies is still to be confirmed by Labor. It promises to do that before election day, so that needs to happen soon. As for the coalition, the net impact of its 37 coalition election policies is $2.7 billion across four years. Yeah, and what's known about Labor's promises so far is that they will have a higher total cost than the coalitions, but there's more details on that to come. All right, that's the economy, a big one, of course, but let's now gallop through some more policy areas. Claire, we are going to have to be on our A game here. There is a lot to get through, so we're going to keep it top line. And to keep things simple, we're going to do it in alphabetical order, starting with childcare. Yeah, mustn't be any big policies with A or B. Let's start with C. (laughs) Uh, So the coalition has already increased the subsidy uh, rate of childcare by 30% for the second and subsequent child in childcare. Uh, Childcare is one of Labor's key promises. It says that it will lift the maximum childcare subsidy rate to 90% for families for their first child in care. And they'll keep the higher subsidy rate that the coalition has introduced for that second and additional children in care. uh, And that's a $5.4 billion promise. What analysts say is one in five families with kids in childcare would benefit from the coalition's recent rise in daycare subsidies compared with 98.8% of families under Labor's policy. Moving on now to climate change. I did say we were going to whip through these. Yep, you sure did. (laughs) And the coalition's policy has been on the table for a while when it comes to climate change. They took their position to that COP26 conference in Glasgow last year. So its carbon emissions target is a 26% decrease on 2030 uh, and a commitment to net zero emissions by 2050. Labor has an emissions reduction goal of 43% by 2030 and net zero by 2050. The Greens would reduce emissions by 75% by 2030 and reach net zero by 2035. Most of the teal independents are calling for a 60% reduction by 2030, except for Allegra Spender, whose policy is 50%. Let's move on now to health. Labor's promised almost $1 billion in new Medicare and primary health funding, so support for GPs. And the coalition has a bunch of smaller promises. For example, there's $146 million to address the doctor shortage in rural and regional communities, uh, funding for bringing down the costs of prescriptions and so on. Labor also has a policy on reducing the cost of listed drugs and the Greens have promised universal free dental coverage under Medicare. All right, moving on again, let's take a look at housing. This has become a big one this election. Yeah, housing sure has. So the marquee policies are the coalition's super home buyer scheme, which would enable first home buyers to use up to 40% of their superannuation, uh, up to $50,000, and that would be put towards buying a home. Labor's taken a different tack. Uh, It advocates for the government becoming an equity partner in 10,000 homes 
homes a year. Uh, it will chip in up to 40% of the cost of a new home, uh, 30% for an existing home. And to qualify, individuals must earn less than $90,000 a year. Couples are combined $120,000 a year. And there will be a cap on the property values according to location. All shaping up to be pretty interesting. And it's also sparked lots of discussions about superannuation and the government being part owners of a home. All right, now let's move on to an integrity commission. Yeah, that old bugbear. Mm. So Prime Minister Morrison promised one last term of government and that wasn't delivered. What he says is that he had the legislation drafted, all 374 pages of it. (laughs) I've heard that, yeah. We've heard that, yeah. But because Labor didn't support it, it wasn't put into the parliament to vote on. Uh, Labor says that coalition's policy is for an umpire that has no teeth. Uh, So it's promised to create an integrity body that has wide-reaching and retrospective powers. An umpire with no teeth is quite the image. (laughs) An integrity commission is an important issue for the Teal, Independents and the Greens as well. All right, last but certainly not least when it comes to an election campaign, national security. Yeah, that small thing of China, hey? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) At one point it seemed like we were heading towards what the pundits were calling a khaki election campaign. Um, So the coalition has run really hard on its record of standing up to China, uh, its defence spending record and new promises there, uh, and the achievement of pulling off that AUKUS pact. Uh, But mid-campaign was the announcement of a security pact between the Solomon Islands and China, uh, which opened up avenues for Labor to attack the coalition's record. Yeah, it sure did. And it meant Labor was able to neutralise what many say is an advantage that the coalition hold over them. What's Labor offering here? To rebuild diplomatic relationships with Pacific Island nations and with France and with others. Uh, And they say that they'll boost aid spending. Labor's approach starts straight after the election. There's an in-person meeting with our quad partners. Uh, That's India, Japan and the US in Tokyo. What Anthony Albanese says is that he'll be there with Bell on. Well, that will be a busy time for him if that's the case, that is for sure. Well, that is a real gallop through just a few of the big policy areas. Claire, do you need a second to catch your breath? <laughs> no, I'm all good. Uh, we've just scratched <laughs> the surface there, yeah. which is really a good reminder to get online, have a look at the parties and the candidates' websites if there's a particular policy area that's of interest to you. Yeah, for sure. There is something for pretty much everyone, depending on your needs and interests. So go and do your research. It actually turns out there has been a bit of policy floating about in this campaign after all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Squiz the Election. We have one more to go tomorrow. We're going to wrap up the campaign with a couple of final thoughts and take a look at what we can expect on election night. And remember, if you have a question about any of this, the campaign, the politics, the policies, send it through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. We'll be putting out our last election-themed Ask the Squiz on Saturday morning. Until next time. <laughs>